Welcome to I Asked My Mother, Awanjiko Mawara podcast where she talks with her mother about womanhood. In this series, Wanjiko is pregnant, her mother is a continent away, and she has questions. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Conversations with My Mother. My name is Wanjiko Mawara. Here's what you can expect on today's episode. When I, I went back home, I'd found how the situation was. I made myself so busy that I would not listen or keep things that were not pleasing to me in my heart. So that my mind would not be worked up because I knew I was pregnant. Because when I'm idle, that is the time they throw those words to me at I look, swallow them and be poisoned to my mind. We hope that this show will be an inspiration to other African women to have candid discussions about womanhood and everything around it. Now, I started this podcast because I realized how blessed I am to have a healthy and functional relationship with my mother. It is really wonderful to be able to ask her about everything. Full disclaimer, sometimes we might speak my mother tongue kikuyu, but worry not, we will translate. We want this show to be as accessible as possible. In this series, we will be talking a lot about pregnancy because I am starting my journey now and she's done it five times over and we'll be comparing experiences and exchanging knowledge. On today's episode, we talk about mental health during pregnancy and the lessons learned over her different pregnancies. Mom, karibu sana. Thank you. Thank I hope you. all you enjoyed. Yes, I hope so too. So mom, let's start with how much information did you have about mental health when you discovered you were pregnant the first time? Was this even a topic for you? As a matter of fact, the information that I had, it was not something to be discussed by anyone. And when I got pregnant, I left my family and went back to my mother's where I had come from. Mm-hmm. And when I was there, my sister was also there and was also pregnant. She was ahead of me. About eight months, I was few few months pregnant, but of which I did not know whether I was pregnant, as I had told you before. Mm. So when I was there, my mother maybe got frustrated to see the daughters are back here or are pregnant, and especially because I was not working. My other sister was working. I was left at home. I would do all the housework, mm-hmm. everything. I I would go to the river. I bring water from the river. Mm-hmm. So I would have stress mentally. I was disturbed. Mm-hmm. I digest so bad. And for that is the time I decided I think I should make myself happy, whether they do this or they do not do it. And I accept doing all the house calls because I don't want the noise from these people Mm. because it was too much. It was as if everybody was against me. So you're saying they took advantage advantage of the fact that you are uh, at home and pregnant. Back with a baby, my sister is also here. You you know, my sister was not like me because her case was different because she would provide. Me, I had nothing that I could provide. I was to cook, clean the, the utensils, go to the river, go to the shower, almost everything. I used to do work. And when I got to sleep, I, sometimes I could weep. And I found it might hurt me and hurt you. That is the time I realized I might lose you. I, I lose my life. Because I was mentally disturbed, I had nobody to talk to. My teacher, the teacher I told you about that episode, that is the only teacher or, or the only friend I could talk to at that time so that I can feel relaxed in my mind. And she called me to her house. I stayed there for a month before I started going to the clinic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I relaxed. My mind relaxed. And that is the time I decided to be happy, whether they do it or not. Then I went back home to where I had come from. And life went on. So wait, wait. So the the teacher took you in for a month, right? Mm-hmm. So you needed to get mm-hmm. out of this situation, out of 
your home mm. and your husband's mm. home as well to be able to have some peace of mind, right? And I could not be able even to rent a house. I did not have any money, any coin, single coin. Yes, because you know at that time you could bring your friends there and you could talk, discuss, laugh. Mm. Yeah, you just use the work and go to your bedroom and stay there. And yeah. things get, get worse. Psychologically, you get this up that nobody knows what is happening in So you left this teacher, you stayed with her for a month, and then you went back home to your parents, right? Mm. What made you go back? You know, I could not tell what is happening at home. Mm. You see, you, you have to write something. But why? Why did you have to hide it if it was causing so much pain? I could Sometimes I could talk to her and tell what is happening down there. Mm-hmm. But because I, I had also told her about my sister and she was also expectant, she said it's good to be near her. Because she, she was not also doing very well with the, the members of the family. We, in fact, you are feeling the same mm-hmm. of punishment of Makerere Wakatwati. Quarreling all the time. All the time. Anything that is done, even if you are not the one, everybody will say it's so and so. It's so, and so. Hmm? Mm-hmm. so you faced a lot of stressful situations created by your family when you moved back home. How did you deal mm-hmm. with that? When I, I went back home, I found how the situation was. I made myself so busy that I would not listen or keep things that were not pleasing to me in my heart. So that my mind would not be worked up because I knew I was pregnant. Because when I'm idle, that is the time they throw those words to me and I look, swallow them and be poisoned to my mind. So that is the time I used to need one sweater in a day if I'm not very busy. I was mentally aware because I decided to be busy. When you allow time to pass where, where you're not active, it is very mm-hmm. likely to get sucked into thinking too deeply about situations, mm-hmm. right? And especially when yeah. you're pregnant then and... Um, and and of course your hormones uh, are fluctuating mm. and therefore you become mm. more sensitive so you've you've told us how you started or how your mental well-being or information even was um when you mm. when you first were pregnant but you've had mm. four other children since that first pregnancy how mm. did uh the level of information change over the following pregnancies um maybe we can start there just as i had said there is no, for me, there was, there was no other way but to keep yourself busy doing this, doing that, that which will help you tomorrow. So that your mind is not occupied with things which won't help you. Because if it is occupied uh, by reminding yourself things which were said, which were not said, that is the time you get depression. So I very much avoided because at that time, the second day pregnancy, I was with my husband. And things were not very good. So mental health. At that hour, could be very bad because... Maybe give us an example of things were not very good. What kind of things did you experience during your second pregnancy? You know, you expect somebody to support you, somebody to ask, how are you feeling? Even when we come from the hospital and come with a report, you, you ask to go with your husband, he is not available. <laughs> Was mm. that good? No, no. It wasn't. He wasn't available. And in fact, I remember I walked from Machakos Bar to Pumwani on foot. And back. Why? You know, several teams started entering in me, and I felt surely there is no time for me. Even at the time, like now, I need him. He cannot be available. Mm. <laughs> so you see, that is also, that can also affect you mentally, and you get yourself into depression without knowing. So because I expected these things to happen, because your father was not that person who who is worried by things. So even if I brought any reports from the doctor, I was to do it alone. It was nowhere to be seen. And mm. it continued even the, next, the rest of the pregnancy. So in my mind, 
was in fact I could be having depression later on because I continued giving birth. Mm-hmm. I did that decision I would go through. You see, my mental couldn't be affected so many but, but how, years ago. How was it not affected? What made me to overcome this is because I knew well, if I get pregnant, this is what will happen. Psychologically, I will be prepared. So whether he comes, whether he doesn't, I was to go on. After you know what will happen, you get you don't get disturbed so much. You, you become you, resilient. You, you grow resilient yes. to the situation. Yes. You become so strong. You don't allow such things to happen because you experience the first time. Even if he comes, he doesn't come. It's none of your business. To you, you will continue with your, with your attendance or whatever you are doing psychologically or mentally. Yeah. But you don't allow because you have a duty of your children. So you have to be very careful not to uh, to affect your mind. Your mental health should be free of things which will bring you down to depression. Mm. Yeah, you should not even sit down and start thinking. Go out there to be with other ladies. Go out there and do something that will make you busy. You have no time to think. You've mentioned friendships. Did you have a group of friends that were working with you during your pregnancies and, of course, with other stages of life? Yeah, we made friends with the other people who had come. We had neighbors. We made a, a group of women whom we could discuss many things. Others have gone through, through so many bad things and they could talk about them and how they came out of those things. So when you compare with you as a you find that you are better than because you, you have not gone through what that person has gone. But there's something I, I fail to understand in general, yeah? You have said how mm-hmm. uh, the women would talk about their issues and you would think, ay, 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 these people are going through the worst of it. I am even lucky or better off. But wha- what mm-hmm. makes women uh, stay in relationships that are not beneficial to them? I, it depends with somebody mm. because, you know, like, for example, for me, mm-hmm. you know, I have, I, I got married as young as you were. At 22, I, I was still young, isn't it? Yes. So you can imagine I'm about 30 years old in marriage, 30 years plus in marriage. So those many years I've invested here it makes me to feel, why should I leave my marriage? He's, he's the one who should go, not me. Mm. Okay, yeah, because where do you go? You have been here when you are young. When you, now you are old, you are being a, a grandmother, where do you go? Surely? He should go if he feels like he is not comfortable. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. That, and I had once upon a time, I had told him, you are the easier, the easier one to go. Yeah. Because you don't have many things to carry. Yeah. You have all these children, baggage, you will just carry your trousers and shirts and go. Mm. But, but that brings me but that brings me again to another question because you said that one of the first reasons why women stay is because of the children um why is it that women end up having more children with someone who does not make them a priority <laughs> sometimes one reason is mm-hmm. During those times, they were shabba. No, but yeah? no, but we are talking about 30, 30 years now, right? Thirty years oh. ago, not the time when in our culture the men would have one yeah. hat and then I several know, I know women. Why so <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's not only because of you, but I, I, I definitely want to hear your experience about it. You see, now as time went by, for me now, mm-hmm. my experience as time went by, your father proved it to be better because, like now, Mark, my firstborn. Mm. Mark, I, I just went through that hard time when he was so discovered and he never came. But during my fifth pregnancy, he was so supportive. He was better than the previous pregnancies. He did good. 
Wow, wow, wow. It's always such a pleasure speaking with my mom. And as we were recording this episode, um, I just was very grateful at how open she is to answering the questions that I have. As you've heard, we are keeping it very open. This topic of mental health is something that we all should be able to speak about. So part two will continue with how did the nurses treat my mother when it came to mental health? Did it even exist? How did that look like? I will also be sharing some of my experiences here in Germany. I look forward to having you in part two of episode two. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Wanjiko Moura. Until next time, goodbye.